0: Hi there, Rick Hansen here with Amazing Greats. And I know what you're saying, you're saying, well, have you been slacking a little, Rick? Because we haven't had a podcast up for a while now. Uh, You know, the holidays kind of got in the way there a little bit, and then I had, A shoulder replacement surgery which took me down for a little bit and I'm hip deep in a Christian charity um, event called night to shine it's a prom night for people with special needs so that's been taking some time but we're back season three is underway and here is our first episode season three uh, with a guy you already may be aware of because he was in a podcast just about this time last year with us today is a gentleman who has been with us before and we're going to get an incredible update today on his life in this last year uh but our guest is wayne peterson and wayne came to us one year ago on the amazing greats podcast it was actually on january 26th of last year and it was episode number 26 and so one year later We are going to get an update on this amazing man's journey through this past year. So quickly, you are a broadcaster. You're a lifelong Christian, a career-long broadcaster. You merge the two. You put uh, FM and AM and shortwave signals to work, and then the Internet to bring the gospel all over the world in places where um, it's tough to get to. So Wayne Peterson, welcome. Thank you.
1: Well, thanks, Rick. Uh, I enjoy amazing greats. Uh, done some great uh, podcasts over the years, and uh, you know some significant ones. I love the one with Pat Boone; that was just absolutely amazing. And then the whole God winks thing that you did—that was incredible. I ordered the books and all of that. So <laughs> I'm—I I love following your your great podcast and your great stories. Well, thank you for being here today. And
0: and what brings us to this is you know, I guess everybody kind of looks back on their last year. What was twenty twenty-two like? Um, but your story is stands out as being the most incredible story in a lot of ways. Um, a, a tragic story that turns into not so tragic. So let's 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 start with what. Spring of 2022 brought you, you got some tummy pains, right? Is that where it all started? Well,
1: yeah, I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, had a nice Italian dinner with some friends, got up from the table and had this terrific pain in my abdomen, but bent me over and uh, went to my room. I was uh, very, uh, very bloated and uh, didn't know what was going on. I've never had tummy troubles in my life. And that bloating continued for some time. And so I uh, went to my primary care physician, and she said, "Just take Tums, and you know it'll be fine." So I did that; didn't help. I went back and uh, said, "I'm having problems." So they prescribed Prolosec, which is a kind of an anti-gas kind of a thing, and did that for a while. That didn't help either. Finally, the third time, I said, uh, "I'm concerned. There's something very seriously wrong here. I've never had these kinds of problems," and they ordered a CT scan. And a week and a half later, the prognosis came, the diagnosis came to my gastrointestinal special, specialist uh, who was very serious look on his face, very somber, very sad. He said, Wayne, this is very serious. You have appendicidal cancer. Never heard of oh. cancer of the appendix. He says, I've only seen this once in my 40-year medical career. Uh, came Come to find out, only one in a million... People get appendix cancer, and nine out of 10 are women. So, one in 10 million men get this oh. very, very rare. And yeah. he said, This is very serious, it's life threatening. You need to get help right away as soon as possible. So, we began looking. I live in the Naples, Florida area. We began looking around and uh, met with a couple of surgeons. They said, I- I've never seen this. I don't know. It's way above my pay grade. So, we ended up through a series of miraculous steps getting into MD Anderson in Houston. Uh, MD Anderson, all they do is cancer. And a friend of a, a friend, who was on the board of trustees of MD Anderson got me in. Now, MD Anderson was out of network for my insurance. Another series of miracles were my insurer. I'm on, old enough, so I'm on Medicare Advantage, uh, got me in and got my coverage. Uh, They said my surgery would uh, be 10 to 12 hours. They would cut me from stem to stern, all the way from my sternum down to my groin, open me up and uh, take out the cancer of the appendix and remove what the swelling came from. When there's cancer, it produces mucin. And what mucin is, is this uh, mucus that uh, the tumor spreads. The tumor had burst. And actually, that's what I experienced painfully that night in Nashville, was the tumor on my appendix burst. And the appendix is about the size of your little finger. The tumor was the size of a baseball. And it finally burst and spread this mucin throughout my abdomen. So that's why I was so swollen. That threw off my intestinal digestive system and everything else. So... They schedule the surgery, 10 to 12 hours. They tell you the night before all the things that could go wrong and all the the complications. Uh, you know, they're legally, they have to do that and scare the bejeebers out of my wife. And they said, you'll be in the hospital uh, about 10 to 12 days. And then we want you to stay in Houston for another two weeks to recover. So that was what we went into the surgery on August 18th. Uh, expecting that kind of procedure then they said when we have you open and remove the we may we will look to see if it spread to the kidneys or the liver or your digestive system and your bowels and see they prepared me for uh, for uh, a bag to wear if they have to do a bisection of my intestines and all that nasty stuff oh
0: my gosh wow what what horrible news, huh?
1: Well, man, and oh meanwhile, we have a wonderful church here in Naples, they were praying for me, specifically praying that when they opened me up they would find no spread of cancer. And uh, I serve on several boards, the Joshua Fund board and others, they were praying for me that the cancer would be gone when the procedure took place. So Willie, my my wife Willie and I went to Houston Uh, The surgery was on April, uh, August 18th, and the surgery was not 10 or 12 hours. It was five hours, and uh, they they did take out the spleen and the appendix, and then they put the chemo wash in. It's hot chemo. They put it in the entire abdominal cavity, move it around, shake it around, turn me upside down, (laughs) slosh it all over to cover all the internal parts. For any uh, microscopic tumors they might have not seen, and hot chemo. This
0: is the first I've heard of hot chemo, man.
1: It's a new thing that MD Anderson had pioneered, a new way to treating where they don't put chemo through your entire body. They put just put it in the affected areas, which was wow. the abdominal areas. So I didn't lose my hair. I you know any of that kind of stuff. I I didn't get sick from it. And it was a new methodology that MD Anderson has used, and now a number of other hospitals are using. So they came out and told Willie, uh, not 12 hours later, five hours later, this is the best possible outcome. We saw no further spread of the tumor or the cancer to other body parts, to the liver, to the, to the kidneys, or any other critical organs. And uh, they said this is the best possible outcome. Uh, I stayed in the hospital on the eighth day. The surgeon came and say, you look like a guy that doesn't need to be in the hospital anymore. And those were long eight days to get my digestive. Because when they put that chemo in, your whole digestive system shut down. Oh. And it took seven or eight days for my, for my organs to start working again. So uh, by the eighth day, he said, uh, you're discharged. An hour later, he came back with a piece of paper and it was the, uh, the report of the pathology that said, he said, this is the lowest possible grade tumor. He didn't even use the word cancer. He said, this is the lowest possible grade tumor, and the 70 men that have had this treated here, none of them have come back. Your wow. chances of this returning are nil. He said, this is the best possible outcome. We said, well, We have another name for it. It's called a miracle.
0: Rick Hansen here with Wayne Peterson, lifelong Christian, broadcaster, and a recipient of a God miracle in this last year.
1: God had truly done a miracle. They were so sure it was cancer in the diagnosis and that came back with a total clean bill of health. And we said, God answered those prayers. Rick, I believe God answers, God heals, and God heard and answered those prayers and healed my body.
0: Wow. Such an incredible story. Well, 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 God blessing number one was finding the right place to go. Number two was getting in there. And then number three, to have all of these things take place and and to learn at the end of all of that, that um, that you're basically cancer-free at this point. Incredible. I got to go back and ask, because I think people want to... Th- it's, it goes across my mind, and people, you know, it, when you're actually faced with something as dramatic as that, as so life-ending, possibly as that, where does your mind go? Where? How are you feeling about that? Tell us a little bit about the the, the emotional roller coaster you may have been on at the time.
1: Yeah, I, I went to that appointment alone, not expecting those kinds of uh, diagnoses. But when I saw the look on the doctor's face, I knew this was <clears throat> really serious. So I walked out of there. First of all, you're kind of numb. Whoa, this this is uh, going to change things. And to realize that uh, this is uh, could be life ending. You know that kind of diagnosis and that kind of look on the doctor's face was pretty pretty life threatening. Uh, Rick, you come to that point where you dig down deep into your foundation of your belief. Do I believe what God says or don't I? And God says that uh, he does hear and answer prayer, and we know that. But you absolutely throw yourself your whole weight upon the Lord. And also to come to grips with the fact that I may die. Am I I okay with that? You know, the (laughs) apostle said, If I live, I live for the Lord. If I die, I die for the Lord. Whether we live or die, we are for the Lord's. And I can say, you know, obviously there was concern and a real adjustment in thinking that I may not live to be age 90. Uh, This may be it. This may be the end of my journey. But also the fact that I I had no fear, Rick. I, I, I didn't have fear or panic. I said, well, Lord, if I die, I want you to be glorified in this. And if I live, I want you to be glorified through this. You choose, and I'm ready to go be with Jesus. I have a lot of reasons to continue living. I have a wonderful wife, a wonderful life in Florida. I have kids and grandkids, and I feel I have more to do for the Lord. And But I said, if you're if you're ready to take me home, I'm ready for that. If you choose to heal me, I want you to get the glory in all of that. And so that, that you know we prayed fervently uh Rick one of the benefits of working in ministry for 50 years and in, in global ministry we know there were hundreds literally hundreds of people praying for us and praying for our healing directly I was anointed with oil a couple of times people placed their hands on me according to what the bible says and I believe that process was biblical and uh, god honoring and god answers those uh, activities and prayers on our behalf I have a very good friend, one of my best friends in Minneapolis and here in in Naples. He said, I've been around Christians all my life. I've seen answers to prayer, but I can truly say I've never seen such an amazing healing miracle in all my years. This is definitely uh, on the hand of God, and I've never seen anything like it. It's not. So I feel very privileged, very blessed.
0: Wayne Peterson is on Amazing Greats with me, Rick Hansen, here as we talk about his miracle of 2022. I follow you on Facebook and you're bouncing around and doing um, teachings. And um, you were in Jerusalem, if I'm not mistaken, and you were in Port of Ayarda. Tell us about those trips and, and what those were all about.
1: Well, it did take a while to get my energy back and to sleep well, and um, I, I lost about fifteen pounds. And you know, I, I, you and I don't have that much weight to lose; we're already skinny. But I, I have gained the weight back. Weight uh, back. I had to be careful; I couldn't eat large amounts at one time. I had to eat frequent small meals throughout the day. But now I'm back to regular eating. Uh, We still eat very carefully and avoid meat and uh, do a lot of fruit and vegetables and that. Uh, We believe in exercise, so I walk every day. I swim frequently. So uh, the doctors did say, okay, Wayne, your age is is working against you, but your fitness is working in your favor. And it definitely did help in my recovery. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But after uh, a month or two, we were ready to hit the road again, and Rick... uh, I believe that with the healing and with the uh, pathology report, God has given me more time to serve him. And I want to be a good steward of the whatever years he gives me, if it's 10, 15, 20 years, I'd love that. So as doors open, and Willie and I are asking what next, but we serve on several ministry boards. Uh, I'm doing speaking, uh, podcast, radio interviews, uh, that type of thing, and, and travel. And having, like you mentioned, Puerto Vallarta, I had an opportunity to speak to a church there, a Mexican tourist church in Puerto Vallarta. And at this same trip, there was a group of young missionary leaders that were gathered there, had a chance to speak to them. We traveled to Israel a couple months before that and had an opportunity to minister to some organization and churches and pastors there. So uh, we're we're ready to serve God, whatever. And we don't know exactly what that is, but I want to continue teaching, preaching, and reaching uh, whatever days God gives me. Finish well, finish strong, right? Absolutely, and that's my theme, and I've even written a little uh, book of memoirs. I'll send you a copy of it, but the Lord led me to uh, kind of uh, journal, journal some of these things, and I did it mainly for my kids and grandkids. But also some for some special friends like you, I'll send you a copy of the book so you can kind of read firsthand about how God is faithful through the good times and the hard times. And through my life, I've had plenty of both. I've had wonderful times, but there are times that are hard, too. And as you know, anybody in ministry, God did not promise it would be uh, you know better roses. He said that in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just jumping back, and I do encourage our our listeners if they haven't already to jump back and uh, listen to episode twenty six because that is kind of your life story. And yeah. one of the tragedies in your life was losing your wife to cancer it was. Uh, several years ago, and um you know, getting through all of that is has been a challenge. And then to get the diagnosis yourself um must have been like, uh, wow, a smack in the head for
1: sure. It, it did it. Uh, really- Rick, it did brought back some of those memories. It was nine years ago that my wife passed away of ovarian cancer. If, if somebody had asked me, what's the worst thing that could happen to you, I would have said losing Norma. We'd been married 45 years. Yeah. And God, uh, well, God doesn't cause cancer. I think cancer is of the enemy. Those are enemy attacks. But uh, fortunately, we have a place to go when the enemy attacks, and that's uh, straight into the presence of Jesus forever. So Norma is with Jesus, which is way better than being with Wayne, I can tell you. (laughs) And then God brought a wonderful woman into my life, Willie, and uh, we're able to enjoy this new season together. So in all the trials, God is good. Yeah.
0: Let's, Let's end with that. God is
1: good. In fact...
0: I have this little band that a church person gave me, a pastor gave me, from his church, Resurrection Church here in Gig Harbor, says, God's got this, on my, on my little wristband. And it's a constant reminder, right, that he is there and he's a part of it, right? So
1: I love that. God's got this. <laughs> and all the time we felt God had our back on this and that we early on, as Ephesians 6 says, take up the shield of faith that we may extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one. And God certainly did shield us with the shield of faith as we went through this.
0: God bless you, Wayne. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your story. I'll look forward to the uh, memoir. I would love to have a copy of that as well. Yeah, thank
1: so. you. Send me your mailing address, I'll get it off to you.
0: righty. have a great, great day and God bless.
1: Thank you, Rick, always a pleasure. God bless you, thanks for all you're doing. So
0: awesome to get an update on a great guy that we did an episode with last year, Wayne Peterson. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Amazing Greats. We'll see you again in another two weeks right here. Thank you. God bless.